We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Jets are coming off a win. It's celebration time in the Bender household. I'm going to Vegas. I might find an Aria gelato bowl of some sort to go uh, make Howard jealous. That and a whole lot more on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Jeff Erickson here with Howard Bender, old friend, good friend from Rotowire, now with Fantasy Alarm. You can hear him on SiriusX and Fantasy as well. Uh, and Howard, what's your time slot right now? Where, When can we find you? 5 to 7 Eastern time, is that correct? On SiriusXM, yeah, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. You can find me. You can also find me, and you'll love this one, Jeff, Sunday mornings, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern. I saw New that. Wednesday. You're nuts. <laughs> You didn't move back to New York, did you? I did not move back no, to New York. It's, I, it's 4 a.m. my time for Sunday mornings for me. What are you going to do? Yeah, you're a good man, Charlie Brown. Uh, anything for the brand, right? I appreciate that. Um, and, hey, I mean, you talking football on a Sunday. And what else are you going to do? But still, 4 a.m. That means you're up at, what, 3? I got about 2.30. Absolutely. <sighs> wow. Start doing wow. some prep work. Get ready for some DFS lineups set some stuff up, play around with it, check up, uh, you know, I mean, well, this is what happens when you get up at the, at the, the crack of dawn, right. Then all of a sudden you start, you know, you're doing the Bob and weave at 9 PM on the couch and you're like, Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, I'm up, I'm up. So, you know, really it, it doesn't stress me out too much to, uh, to nod off at nine just to get up at two 30. Well, you get to see uh Rappaport and Schefter's overnight tweets before most people, at least. So you got that going for you. Um, which is nice. Yes. You got that. Yeah. Um, so, hey, lots going on in the NFL. Week two, we had so many injuries that popped up, like that weren't like obvious in the game, whether it was Michael Pittman or, you know, in, in, in that whole situation. That was, you know, I, I, we had a whole slew of guys like that where we, we didn't think they were going to be that bad. I mean, we, all, we knew about the obvious ones, but we're having the, like the in-practice injuries. Gabe Davis, another one there. It was a tough week last week. It was definitely a tough week. And, you know, I mean, like, that's the thing is that what people don't understand is just because you don't see guys on the injury report on Monday, right, after the Sunday games, it's Tuesday when you really need to see it, right? Are they back at practice? If they're not back at practice, why? 
and and kind of move on from there because you know it obviously it takes a it takes a day you know you got the game you get your monday off from from the practice field but you know you're still you know in the trainer room and you're still dealing with mm-hmm. uh, with stuff that you have to deal with so you know you might not see uh, a whole lot of action on a Monday, but come Tuesday morning, all of a sudden that injury report starts popping up and you realize that you got a lot of stuff to deal with. Yeah. Alvin Kamara is another one there where he played yeah. through it uh, in week one and then it got, you know, even practiced once and then it got worse. Uh, so, you know, it, it seems like it's different. Usually I blow off the Wednesday injury report or I don't blow it off, but unless it's something new, I'm like, oh, okay, fine. It's a veterans day rest. Okay. It's probable, right. you know, it's, he's limited. Then he's going to go full and then he's going to be fine. That, that didn't happen a lot. So uh, we're going to start off with a non-injury news uh, item first. So Mike Evans, uh, he got his Marshawn Lattimore fight on yet again, got ejected from that game and now got suspended. That appeal got denied. He is going to sit out this week against Green Bay. And, you know, listen, rightfully so. I mean, th- this beef between Evans and Lattimore, it dates back to, uh, yeah. to a few years ago here. I don't even know what the original beef was all about. Um but obviously, it's it's really stuck with Evans. I mean, if you remember, and it's was, real. Yeah, was it like two seasons ago, where Lattimore was standing, like you know, facing the sidelines, and Evans came running across the field and just you know, you know, slammed him in the back and and knocked him forward. I mean, I think you know, a lot of people kind of forget that. And so, you know, I was having this conversation with Jim Bowden, who was like, "Well, you got to protect Brady." I'm like, Brady was not in any imminent danger. As a matter of fact, Brady went mouthing off to the players, yes. to, to the yes. opposition, and all they did was, you know, start jawing back with him. I said Evans was using protecting Brady as an excuse for his own personal agenda. Whatever. No, my- that wasn't a peacemaking thing. That was a blow. No, I mean, he, he was looking for an opportunity. You know, yeah. sometimes you have beef, and it's kind of, okay, you have beef. It's fine. They push and shove. They talk smack and all that. No, this was real. This was absolutely real. Um, and yeah, it just totally inflamed it there for sure. hundred percent, especially cause Fournette was already protecting Brady as it was. Uh, they didn't, didn't need, uh, that was this total blindside third man in sort of situation. Totally yeah. get it. Uh, but, hey, doesn't that it. give life to Cole Beasley now for fantasy? <sighs> Yikes. Well, that, that's going to ask you two things, two part question. Are you picking up Rashad Perriman? Have you in early waivers? Uh, have you made him a uh, part of that? Um, and second part, are you considering benching Brady if you have him this week? I'm definitely considering benching Brady. I think that this game actually this this lines up as a really nice game for for Leonard Fournette, despite mm-hmm. the fact that their offensive line has been you know decimated by injuries. Uh, Leonard Fournette has still had at least 20 carries in in each of the first two games. Brady doesn't want to throw the ball 40 times a game, so they're going to continue that with Leonard Fournette. And now that Brady doesn't have the the weapons or the rapport with his weapons right now, you have to look at. It. Listen, yes, he's the goat, and yes, he will he will find a way to get the ball, move the ball downfield, and he will find a way to try and get these bucks to win. But from a fantasy perspective, you're not looking at a 300-yard passer here. You're you're not looking at, you know, more than two touchdowns in a game, it doesn't seem, because we've seen Brady, when whether it's a rookie or whether it's a veteran, if he doesn't have that on-field rapport with them, then it's really tough to come by for, you know, as far as the timing routes go. So, yeah, I, I would definitely look to, uh, to consider – Dro- not dropping it, but you know, benching Brady, yeah, uh, this week for well, any number of guys. I'll bench him for Trevor Lawrence for crying out loud. Looked really good. Looked really, really good. Uh, you know, he, he, they even like they dialed it back against the Colts because that game was so well in hand. Um, so yeah, I, I was impressed with Lawrence. Week one, even against the Commanders, he had that awful interception at the end of the game. But 
the second and third quarters, beginning of the fourth quarter, uh, that 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 was pretty uh, pretty impressive there too. I've got Brady still at like twelve or thirteen this week, but I might move him farther down. Um, I, I I'm have now that I know for sure Evans is out. I mean that's going to be my impetus to move him down a little bit farther. I currently mm-hmm. I, you know, I have Wentz and Rogers right behind him right now. I think I'm going to move those guys above him. I mean I don't like Rogers matchup against Tampa Bay either. No, no, I don't. I don't like Rogers matchup against them uh, as well. And you know I'm looking at the rankings over at Fantasy Alarm. Adam Ronis actually does our. Our rankings, and he's got Brady and Rodgers right there at, at 14 and 15 behind the likes of Jared Goff and Carson Wentz and, you know, mm-hmm. even a struggling Joe Burrow. So, you know, yeah. I mean, that's definitely something you have to take into consideration. Yeah, I, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a tough week I, f- I found for that there. And I know, so Adam does your rankings, but you're answering questions all the time. You're known mm-hmm. for never not answering a question. In fact, that's one of your things. Uh, I applaud you for that. Oh, uh, and I'm, I apologize when I sent you chances to win that one time. That was that was mean. Oh, you know? dude, that was the best. Come on, man. Chances, <laughs> you guys with chances to win um, will always like, I mean, go down in like fantasy folklore uh, yeah. as like the greatest, uh, the greatest invention of a segment of all. Time. Yeah, the, the dumbest so segment all time. Let me shut a window real quick while we're talking here. Sorry oh, was, about that. Was, was that yours? I thought that was I thought that was the garbage bin out by me. No, that's that's me. All right. Uh, yeah, totally forget Wednesdays. Wednesdays that I'm no longer doing radio in the morning. Don't have to worry about that anymore. Oh, wait, I do for a podcast still, too. Who knew? Uh, but anyways, uh, any, uh, got, yeah, it, it's going to be out know, for Paraman. I'm thinking about it. But if he draws Jair Alexander, I mean, not really thrilled about that matchup. I think Alexander wins that more often than not. Yeah, even though Alexander, I mean, they paid him well, and and he's kind of, you know, he seems to have lost a a little bit of a step there, obviously. I mean, you're not going to come back from injury and be, you know, back to 100% immediately. But, yeah, I mean, you know, you look at a guy like Perriman, Scotty Miller, these weapons that that the Bucs have. Yeah, I do. I have a hard time with that. I. I'm not even sold on Garrett Wilson, but I would have much preferred making a big bid on a Garrett Wilson uh, yeah, or or even like a Noah Brown, then I really am for a Brashad Perriman. I agree with that. Uh, I mean, Wilson's my top pickup for the week. I did Chris Harris's podcast on uh, Tuesday morning, and you know we we did our top five, and he was my he's my one, his two. Uh, he actually wanted to do a little speculation play on Jordan Mason. That was my second. Shows how what type of week it was when Jordan Mason's our number two uh, waiver wire option there. But um, <laughs> and, and last Marlon week Mack gets and Marlon Mack gets signed. Yeah, and, and called up from the practice squad now too, and he's active this week. So, yeah, we're gonna see we're gonna see a lot of Jordan Mason tilt, um, and I, I think that's uh, beautiful because that's life. But you know, Mason could be good. Here's the thing about Wilson: too. I like Wilson, but he's kind of a plotter and he gets hurt a lot. So, yeah. I'm still interested in finding some upside because I think you know the Niners can support two running backs a, and if they if one clicks, they could go crazy. They, had lo- they loved Mason in the preseason in the training camp. I'd rather put Fab on on Justin Mason than Jordan Mason. Right Ooh, poor Justin. <laughs> He's just standing there, not bothering anybody. No, nope, no, nope, just innocently, you know, raising money for charity, being a good dude. Yeah. <laughs> we just keep pummeling him. Yeah, exactly. It's all love. It's all it, love. It is all love. Who's winning, by the way, in uh, Barf? Are you, are you, you're still, you're in Barf, right? The I Bay Area. am still in, in the, uh, in the Barf league. I, um, I, I believe I'm, 
I was, you know what? That's the funny thing. I actually didn't even check on the Barf League um, yesterday, which I should have. I mean, I looked to see if I was, uh, if I was, uh, if, if I needed to do fab and there was nobody on my team that I wanted to drop. Oh, look at me. I'm, t I'm two and oh, I'm the. I'm the I'm I'm the second in in points there also. I'm, I'm oh, a there's a football uh, version of it there too. I was actually asking about the baseball one. Um, are, oh, are you flush, in the baseball one the too? Toilet. I'm still floating there. Some for some reason nobody oh. will flush. Maybe they got to jiggle the handle a little bit. Ah, uh, okay. Flush me in baseball on uh in in the bar league. It's just been it's been brutal, brutal. Okay. I mean, you know, right? That that move over to 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 football that you have to do. It's like all of a sudden, you know, you're still trying to, you know, I'm still trying to like, you know, move up, eke up in tout. I'm still trying to eke up in, uh, in, in labor that when, you know, I've got a team that's, you know, like, like the barf league where I was like, you know, I'm probably like ninth or 10th out of 12 for, for a, a substantial chunk of time, uh, moving up just kind of falls to the wayside. It does. It really does. Um, we're going to periodically take your questions. Thanks for posting them in the forum there. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to do topics and then we'll just splice, splice in a few uh, questions here and there. Rick does ask a flex question for us here. Who should I put in my flex? Garrett Wilson, uh, Allen Robinson, or Jahan Dotson? Uh, I have my answer, but I want to hear how Howard's first here because I think this is interesting because we were just talking about Wilson being a top pickup option this week. Does that mean you're going to play him right away? Um, no, I, I don't think that I'm going to play him right away. Uh, you know, I, I think that my problem isn't, you know, because maybe it's a skepticism of being a Jets fan and you being a Bengals yeah. fan for years, you dealt with this also, you, you know, it's nice to get excited as a fan, right? Yeah. It was great comeback. I loved seeing that happen, I, you know, as a Jets fan, but I need to see what Garrett Wilson looks like with Zach Wilson, right? I don't care what he looks like with Joe Flacco here in the first couple of weeks. I want to see more from that and i don't believe in joe flacco at all so you know when you're talking about the jets matching up against your bengals this week and no i don't want to bet against you so thank you okay <laughs> um, were you going to try that were you going to dip into that well am i chrysalis am i do, do i look like chrysalis no i'm not going to do that to you um you're so much more handsome than Chris. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, even with the glasses, you know, it, it's, it's, I'm getting grayer and, you know, vision worse, but whatever. Uh, we all are. We all yeah. are. But to answer um, the question, I'm going Allen Robinson here. I'm going Allen Robinson too. Absolutely. Ding, ding, ding. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Rick, for the question there. Um, yeah, that, that, that's going to be one of the big ones there. One of the guys that was interesting last week was Damian Pierce getting all the carries last week after losing so much to Rex Burkhead. The panic set in. I actually was able to claim Pierce in a league uh, this, this week in waivers. Someone, you know, Jeff, one of Jeff Manz's bits is always to post bad transactions on uh, on Wednesday morning uh, from the Tuesday night waiver run. And this this qualifies. Who I don't know what, what the circumstances was for them, my opponent dropping, but it's like a 12-teamer. It wasn't like a 10-teamer or 8-teamer or anything like that. Yeah, I will claim Damian Pierce. Uh, would you start him or ETN this week in PPR? I would start Damian Pierce this week over ETN and PPR. Yeah. I think James Robinson owns this uh, this backfield, and you know they'll they'll gradually get ETN back in here. But Doug Peterson is one of those I play the hot hand kind of guys, and James Robinson uh, can still catch passes, and he can still you know he takes it between the tackles. Um, so I worry about ETN at least for the time being right now. Damian Pierce going up against Chicago. Chicago's run defense is not strong at all. They lost a lot, you know. They lost the Keem Nicks on the uh, or Hicks on the uh, on the defensive line. 
Uh, and that was a big run stuffer for them. So I think yeah. Damian Pierce, I think Lovey's going to run Damian Pierce up the gut a lot against Chicago this week. I think you're right about that. Um, yeah, and of course, you know, when these rookies start off slowly, they don't get the full playing time. Don't panic. Same thing with Brees Hall. Same thing with uh, Kenneth Walker. You know, I, you know, I, and I, I was penny over Walker in draft season. But nonetheless, I'm holding on to Walker if I have him anywhere. I was, sure. I was frequently the take the one that falls later in drafts sort of guy when it came to that. I mean, I don't really want a whole lot of Seattle, but they were there. They were hovering like an angel. So I had to pluck them every once in a while. But uh, yeah, hold on to these guys. Wilson, I mean, we saw it right away with Wilson, but you know, some of these other top, you know, top receivers, you know, be patient, be patient with the top rookies here. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's it's one of those funny things. Jeff Mann says post the uh, the worst ones there. I've been telling everybody, you know, over and over again, it, you know, waivers does not end for you once they're processed. No, because now what you need to do is once they process, now you have to go back, you have to look through all the transactions and just write down everybody who was dropped. Right. Because those are the players that, you know, that, that tend to end up being there. I, you know, I saw people dropping Kyle Pitts. I've seen people oh. drop Damian Pierce. I've seen people drop uh, – after week one, I saw somebody drop Allen Robinson. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, Have you played fantasy not... football before? I mean, yeah. Well, that's – and that's the thing, right? And, I mean, listen, you and I have done this for, for multiple decades now, right? You, you would think that listening to us over and over again pound the drum about patience that people would. But, I mean, even people – I'm getting repeat emails, repeat, you know, messages from people – who I've spoken to over the years saying the exact same thing. I'm like, be patient, be patient. Stop freaking out. It's, it's one game. You, who cares that you lost big deal. You're not in this. And I posted this on Twitter. I said, you know, it's, it's, you know, because people are like sitting here trying to like trade away Derek Henry and trade away, you know, Kyle Pitts and, you know, and, and all the underperformers there. And I'm like, it's buy low, sell high, not buy high and make stupid moves. Right. I mean, it's right. not like you, you can't be doing stuff like that. You have to learn to be patient. You're not in this. You, you didn't build your fantasy football team to win one week. You built your fantasy football team to win the entire season. Exactly. And, exactly. You know, nobody nobody cares. You don't get bonus points for a perfect season. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. You want to get build that best roster that gets to the playoffs and wins. In the playoffs, yes, you want to be peaking at the right time. Before we go on and other golden nuggets like that, quick note from our sponsors on the Blue Wire Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thank you for your indulgence there. All of our podcasts on RotoWire are hosted on the Blue Wire Network there, so we appreciate you for that. Uh, let's talk Kyle Pitts. Uh, it, it's it's frustrating as hell right now. Um, I was all aboard the Kyle Pitts hype train. After all, I'm a member of RotoWire. Uh, it's what we do. Uh, I, I have those, those third round Kyle Pitts tickets in a lot of places. So, yeah, I'm, I'm concerned. Obviously, I'm concerned there, but uh, I'm not going to bench him. I, I might I might have moved him down this week to like fifth among tight ends. You know, yeah, it's exactly fifth. No, it's not. It's time that this is a buy low candidate. You know. It, even with Arthur Smith saying this is not a fantasy league, blah, blah, blah. First of all, stop crapping on fantasy. Secondly, you know, they're paying your bills. They're, they're the reason why Sunday ticket is so popular. They're the reason why red zone exists. Think about that for just one second. But secondly, it's a legit question. Why aren't you getting this generational talent playmaker more targets? Maybe it's just say, well, it was the coverages. Set, you know, that might be, he maybe just doesn't want to reveal that. But all that being said, he's Pitts is going to get his right. Yeah, I, I mean, you have to figure that he's going to, right? I mean, that's that's one of the things. Um, maybe, you know, and this is this was just one hypothesis that I had was that maybe a guy like Arthur Smith doesn't really know how to how to deal with Kyle Pitts. If he was a true tight end, he'd turn him into the next Delaney Walker, like they did back <laughs> in Tennessee, right? But now it's right. like, well, do we get cute? Do we, you know, move him from tight end? Do we line him up in the slot? Is he more of a wide receiver? And I feel like, you know, he's definitely, you know, struggling with uh, with with exactly how and where to utilize Kyle Pitts the most. He's got a great target monster in Drake London now. The, yeah. the backfield is, you know, what it is. Um, but, yeah, I feel like he, he really does need to hone in on Kyle Pitts a lot more. And I, I feel like it will happen. Yeah, like we will see it sooner than we will, you know, than later. But it is definitely frustrating. I, I can't, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bench him so that I can pick up, you know, I don't know, Cole Komet, <laughs> who also is a buy low at this point in time, buy zero right now. <laughs> um, he might actually be a drop, and that's that breaks my heart because I was kind of on him as a breakout guy, as 
partially because I thought his skills were good, partially because of the the who else fallacy that I, you know, I fall into it every once in a while too. Mm-hmm. And you got to remember that. But I, I think he's closer to drop. But I mean, London is legit. I have no problem with London getting all his share. But I thought it was interesting in this game. I don't think anybody else besides London got more than three targets. Uh, so in fact, yeah, that's right. Daryl Hodge got three targets. Pitts got three target targets. They just didn't, they, A, didn't throw the ball that much and B, they all it went to London a lot because London's a grown ass man and he, he looks great. I mean, would you trust Marcus Mariota throwing the ball for you on the regular? I thought maybe so. Uh, I, I put it this way. I didn't think he was a downgrade from Matt Ryan. Uh, and I, I haven't been disproven on that part of it there, but the problem was <laughs> Matt Ryan is closer to you know sinking down than uh marcus mariota climbing up but as a thrower at least we'll see uh ryan looked awful against jacksonville now with with admitting he was missing his top two receivers and the fact that there's a huge drop drop from Pittman and pierce to everybody else uh ryan looked terrible throwing off his back foot not handling pressure very well at all not seeing it at all i i he, he looks like he was part of the problem last year in Atlanta, not just a, oh, let's get him out of Atlanta and get him to a stable situation. That's not the case. I thought I thought with a, with an improved offensive line, uh, less immediate pressure would kind of help Matt Ryan a little bit here. Obviously, like you said, he was missing the, you know, the targets that he felt most comfortable with throwing to, um, but it shouldn't be an excuse. He did. He looked like he looked like he aged 30 years during the off season and then came in for week one and was like, mm, you know, not that great. Nope. Nope. Not that great at all. Um, so yeah, the Colts huge week for them. They're, they're already owing to, they, they host the chiefs. They've got a, a game against the Titans coming up. That's going to be massive. They got two games against the Titans in the first eight weeks of the season. Their, their whole season is going to be defined by week eight. It's going to be very weird to see that at least in division. Their whole season could be determined by the end of week three. I mean, how do you? Yeah. It's, I mean, what I don't know what the percentages are of, of teams that make the playoffs after starting out zero and three. I can't imagine that they're very good. No, no, I can't imagine that either. There. Uh, by the way, if you guys are posting a stardom sit question in the forum, that's fine. Don't give us your whole roster. Just tell us who you're deciding between for your <laughs> last spot. I see one question there with your whole roster. I'm not going to answer that. I will answer like A or B, X or Y, or you know, even like. Choose one among three. I'll, I'll be happy to do that, but I'm not going to look at a whole roster. So just as a heads up on that one there. Um, yeah. So Sorry, you, snags. Yeah. <laughs> Calling them out. I, I was going to be gentle, a little more gentle than you, but that's all right. That's all right. It's good. Um, you're you're my Jets guy, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson. Uh, who would you rather have rest of season? See, rest of seasons, like the, I mean, that's the kiss of death in that question because so much can change. So much is going to change for the Jets. I mean, yeah. For right now, I'll say Garrett Wilson because, listen, he looked great at Ohio State. Uh, you know, good, solid pickup for the Jets. Um, you know, I feel like it should be like him and Elijah Moore as the top two receivers, you know, on the team and have them, you know, one and two. Um, and forget the, the the Corey Davis debacle that, you know, that is Corey Davis and, yeah. and go from there. But if I had to choose one over the other, I, right now I would choose uh, Garrett Wilson. What I want to see, though, obviously, is once Zach Wilson's back under center, we already saw that he had a nice rapport with Elijah Moore last year. Right? Yeah. We already, you know, we witnessed that. So now the question is, is, you know, does he, you know, is he capable of having that same rapport 
with Wilson this year that he had with Moore last year. And then, you know, how much of a backseat does Elijah Moore take? So Wilson for the time being right now is my lean. But again, I'm not going to, you know, unless I absolutely need that roster spot, I'm not going to cut Elijah Moore. No, I, I wouldn't either. Definitely not. Um, and he was looking maybe to, to trade, sell high on Wilson. I could see it. Uh, assuming it's not a keeper league, keeper league, yeah, no way. You know, I'm, I'm holding on to Wilson for a dear life because I think he's going to be a gem. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I hear you on that one there for sure. You know, do that. I mean, I, I think the Jets are currently better at, at, you know, for the short term with Flacco in there instead of Wilson. Unpopular opinion, maybe, but I, what I saw from Wilson, I don't know. I, I, I think I'd rather have have Flacco in there. Uh, you know. I, you know, not me. No. Like I'll take I'll take the losses because we're not going anywhere with Joe Flacco. We're not. This this is not a year where the Jets were going to make the playoffs it's or true. have some you know big coming out party for them. Because I mean, Buffalo owns the AFC East right now, right? And Miami. Let's face it, good. Miami is probably you know the the darling there. So the Jets were never going to accomplish anything. Give me as much Zach Wilson as I can possibly you know, consume because I want to see how this team is developing because if Zach Wilson, isn't the guy we need to know as quickly as possible so that, you know, we can, we can either make some adjustments and maybe trade for somebody or, you know, or we just go back into the draft looking at a quarterback, but yeah, uh, you know, whether, whether Flacco is better for, for, you know, the fantasy value of guys like Wilson or more, or even Brees Hall or Michael Carter, um, you know, as a fan, that's irrelevant to me. As a fantasy player, I don't think that the that the the jump having Flacco is really substantial enough for me to want to do it. I, I may or may not also have a no jet policy on my fantasy roster. Okay, there you go. Um, <laughs> I, I used to do that a little bit with the Bengals because you know I can still enjoy it when the Bengals do well. I don't have to have it on my dime. However, when they get good, you want them on your dime too. Uh, what's wrong with your offensive line right now? Is it just that they haven't played together? Is that what I it think is? there's more problems than that. First of all, I think Lyle Collins, I like, I think Lyle Collins is like the, I believe in the idea of Lyle Collins being an improvement rather than him actually being that guy. He was getting okay. beat around big time by Parsons last week. Mm-hmm. I think there's some, I think part of the problem is the play calling. I think part of the problem is Zach. I, I think it is Zach Taylor on that. I think sorry, part of the problem is Joe Burrow. I think he tries to make plays a little, you know, he extends plays a little too much. Uh, he gets a little happy feet. Uh, he doesn't find those quick checkdowns. He wants to go downfield. And then you get into situations where then they go reflexively in the check down before even going through a progression. He got, it, it went full circle. Like there was a third and 14 and they did a quick dump off to Samaj P. Ryan before like, the, like one second into the play. And then yeah, they, they punted <laughs> from plus territory. I think I ran it on that on Twitter because that's what I do. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I also think they play two really good pass rush teams too in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and Dallas. And I think that is part of it there. And no offense, but I don't think the Jets are at that level. Um, so I'm hoping. <laughs> None taken. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking that is going to help a little bit. Uh, so we'll see about that. Um, I think that'll be a, an aspect of it there too. I think they – you know, they had no reps together in the preseason. And keep in mind, it wasn't just a, oh, we're just not going to play him in the games. You know, he had the appendectomy. Um, and so he wasn't doing full, you know, full speed practices for a long time in, in training camp and the preseason. 
I think that stuff matters a little bit there. You know, facing fire. I, you know, they had the two you know, practices with the Rams and there was the don't touch Burrow rule, uh, even in which Donald, of course, violated. But, uh, you know, honestly, I, they need, he needed to face some fire. They needed to get used to this. The line needed that. Well, I, th- I feel like we've gotten to the point now where we've cut a, a preseason game already from the schedule. Um, coaches don't play their starters in preseason games because they don't want them to get hurt. That right. this first, like these first two weeks of the, uh, of the, of the NFL season, to me is like more of like an extension of the, uh, uh, of the preseason oh, because th- these are guys, the guys are finally getting time on the field together in game situations. And that's what they needed in the preseason. And the saving grace is that the, in a, the AFC North, all, every team has at least one loss. So the Bengals are only one game out and granted they lost a head to head that a home game against Pittsburgh. That's the, the part that's really tough, but they can recover. Uh, there is still time. The problem is their schedule is just nuts. And it's the hard parts after the bye week. They had like a road game against the uh, uh, against the Bucks. They have a game against the Chiefs. They have a game against the Bills coming up. I mean, it's it's going to be tough. It's it's tough sledding uh, this year. Uh, but at least, you know, maybe they, they get a little bit of a recovery. They face the AFC South, which means you also get Carolina and Atlanta. Who knows what version of New Orleans you're going to get. Jameis is playing through three, four broken bones in his back for crying out loud and looked every bit, looked every bit the part against the Bucks. Now the Bucks are part of that issue, but Jameis did look, did not look good at all in that game this past week. No, he did not. And, you know, listen, I think that there's a lot to, there's a lot to be concerned with as far as the saints go. I mean, obviously, first of all, can, can we, can we, you know, chastise the beat writers and everybody for not letting us know about Kamara's rib injury heading into week one. I think that was a a big deal. Um, I think, you know, Winston is definitely in that situation there where he's Mm -hmm. banged up and it's going to be problematic for him. I'm sick of the Taysom Hill nonsense. Right. I mean, that's right. I mean, that just, I mean, it just kills momentum. It kills momentum on the team. I'm not even looking at it from a fantasy perspective. Because it does annoy me when everybody's like, "Oh, should I pick up Taysom Hill for tight end?" Like, I, you know, that that grates on my nerves. But to me, it's more about you know, it's, you're just killing the momentum, you know, yeah. of of your team. You know, Winston and and Kamara bringing the team downfield, and then once you get inside the uh, inside the red zone, you're like Mr. Gimmick, Mr. Gadget kind of thing. I thought we were done with that when Sean Payton left, but apparently that's not the case there. So. You know, I mean, there are a few things I do like about the Saints. I like the fact that, you know, that Jarvis Landry has uh, has Jameis Winston's attention. I'd like to, you know, see that built up a little bit more. Michael See, Thomas. I'd like him to go away. I'm an Olave guy, so I have him in a lot <laughs> of places. So Jarvis Sorry, Landry can just hang out. And the thing about Jarvis Landry, too, is he'll have that game, and then he'll have what he did last week, four for 25, and he'll have lots of those. And then, you know, you'll go back to benching him, and then he'll whipsaw you and have another big game on your bench. You know, <laughs> I, I, yeah. That's like, I, that's like Todd Zola talking, uh, pitching, right. You know, yep. you get a guy who gets beaten up and then you take him out the next start and he goes seven innings of scoreless ball and, and you missed out on it already. You either got to keep him in there or not. <laughs> well, that, and that, <clears throat> I mean, you really have to dive into the matchups. You had to know Atlanta has a terrible slot corner, for instance. And know that he was going to be the guy on Landry. You know, that that's the, the tricky part. And now we see how, in two games, how New Orleans is going to run their offense. Olave is going to be on the outside. He's going to get a lot of deep targets. And I like that, by the way. I'm not, you know, 
air yards to to the death or anything like that. But at the same time, I do like seeing 300 air yards. You know, I, I think it's a positive thing. You know, and that fumble is quirky and, and goofy, and it, it's not predictive at all. It was a weird play, but um, so I, I'm still optimistic on Olave. I'm, I'm I, listen. I just think from a talent standpoint, you gotta love them, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you really do. And if if the Saints were a little bit more of a high flying offense, if if Jameis was really slinging the ball around there, then you've got you know the ability. I think the, the I think the thing that hurt Olave actually is the fact that Michael Thomas came back, yeah, and is playing well, right? And, and, good. and he doesn't yep. seem to have the attitude that he had when Peyton was running the show. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we're going to take more of your questions. Take a, uh, we'll t- I want to talk a little Lions when we come back here. But first, quick note from our friends at Brothrow. Have you ever bet on sports with your buddies? Brothrow is the only sports betting platform that lets you bet directly with friends. And Brothrow doesn't take a cut of every bet. No fees, no juice, no middleman. Brothrow is not a sports book. You bet on sports directly against other users with no juice or vague, which saves you a ton of money over time. Betting $11 to win 10 stinks. With Brothrow, you bet 10 to win 10. Brothrow offers a hassle-free sign-up process that lets you get in the action in seconds. And you don't have to deposit money on Brothrow either. Instead, you pay other bettors directly. Throw out your first bet and go to brothrow.com slash roto and use code roto. Brothrow is free to sign up. Cut out the middleman and start betting on Brothrow. That's brothrow.com slash roto. Amon Ross St. Brown went off again last week against the Commanders. He was good in week one. He was amazing to finish the stretch run last year. At what point do we start, you know, including him in top 10, top 15 wide receivers, Howard? But you haven't already? Yeah. I mean, he's right around 10, I think, this week for me. He really is. And and you got to respect it, right? I mean, there's definite talent there. Um, you know, I, I don't think – see, that's the thing is I don't think it's it's Amon Ross St. Brown that we all worry about, whether or not – I mean, the dude's talented. It's the guy throwing him the ball, and we worry yep. about Jared Goff and, you know, and, and that it's, you know, typically supposed to be a run-first offense in Detroit. That's what Dan Campbell wants to do. He wants to, to run the ball. He wants to eat kneecaps. Uh, and then if he can, you know, pass it, uh, you know, get a passing touchdown, he'll do that. So, right. you know, I think St. Brown, listen, I mean – the guy, he, he, he can stretch the field when he needs to. He can come across the middle. He can uh, fight for, for a ball in traffic. He's got a vertical leap that keeps him, yep. you know, all over there. You got DJ Chark on the other side of the field, you know, just stretching the field. You let Hawkinson or, or somebody else, you know, end up like, you know, taking a lot of the, uh, you know, some more of the underneath stuff, which frees up Amon Ross St. Brown for like the intermediary stuff, plus the deep stuff. If you want to throw, you know, underneath to him, He's like the jack of all trades, right? I think he's working primarily out of the slot right now. I think so far he's taken like 84% of his snaps uh, out of the uh, out of the slot. So, you know, I think that they're really trying to utilize that versatility of his uh, in order to make that happen. I, I dig him. I think he's, uh, he's in a great spot. It should be a very, very cool matchup this week against Minnesota. I'll keep Agreed. him in my starting lineups. I'll keep him ranked there, you know, in the uh, in like that top 10, top 12. Uh, and just kind of move forward with it. Again, it's it's going to be about Jared Goff disappointing us, not Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, and Goff, since they changed play callers, has been pretty decent. Um, yeah. I, I, and he's healthy now. I mean, that that's always been kind of part of his package. I think he's one of those quarterbacks when everything is right, like health, line. He's got a great offensive line right now. When those things, when those things are working, 
I think he's actually someone that uh, we can kind of count on a little bit there. I like using him a little bit. He's a super flex gold. Uh, and then you look at the skill position players. I mean, I, I Chark had a bad week last week, but he can play. Uh, you know, St. Brown's awesome. Swift is awesome. And they're going to get Jamison Williams at some point in time, too, to take that top off. Uh, and that's why I think St. Brown stays in the slot, by the way. I, I think he's going to benefit from having two two really solid outside uh, receivers there. He's going to just be – I think he's going to eat. Yeah, it was like when uh, when you had Antonio Brown on one side, uh, Mike Wallace on the other, and uh, and and Juju Smith-Schuster that first year that he was like working yes. in the slot. That's a good right? call. He That's had those really like two, two guys on the outside and it freed him up for everything. I think that's a, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, a solid idea knowing that, you know, I mean, what Josh Reynolds is going to be the guy who's going to sit. Oh, oh, poor Josh. Yeah. It might be Chark. Who knows? I will say oh. this though. Everybody's going to hate me for it though, is that I was, I uh, made some picks. I do some, you know, handicapping over at pickswise.com. Um, and I, and I took the, uh, I took the Vikings laying the six points against Detroit. Okay, mm, movie interessante. Uh, well, because I, you know, I'm 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 a more, much more of a contrarian better, right? All those yeah, sure. beautiful hotels, the 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 Aria with its wonderful gelato wheel that you and I know and love so much from Las Vegas. All those beautiful hotels were built on the public being wrong. Yes. Right? So, yes. So to sit there and say that you know everybody's like yeah, because everybody's in on Detroit. Everybody loves Detroit. Everybody saw Detroit on Hard Knocks. Yeah, watch how close they played the the Philadelphia Eagles, who destroyed the Minnesota Vikings. That's right. right. And so, Transit of property already in week three. Oh, oh, the law of modus tollens already. Are we talking math here? I can do yeah. that, but I think you know, I, I you know, I'm I'm a contrarian better, and it does seem to work for me. And I do feel like everybody's going to be like the Lions are playing everybody tough, and they're playing everybody tight, and they're really they're a great team, and they're so much more improved and. You know, look how they played the the Eagles versus how the the Vikings played the Eagles, and then they all of a sudden, you know, all the money's going on on the Lions plus six. The line will come down to like you know five and a half, and the next thing you know, the Vikings walk away with a ten point win. Yeah, and it's so funny because a week ago the Vikings were an it team, and right. then I had people yelling at me, "Cousins is too, way too low. He's five spots too low among your quarterbacks." Greg Joseph, <laughs> you what what have you done to Greg Joseph? Okay, first of all, kickers, who cares? No. <laughs> Start them if you think I'm wrong. Joseph. He got one point for you, by the way. Um, it's okay. Uh, it, yeah, it's all that. Related to the St. Brown conversation, uh, XXLex, XXXLex says, someone offered me A.J. Dillon for my Amon Ross St. Brown. He already has Chase, A.J. Brown, Higgins, Hollywood Brown, Elijah Moore, and Garrett Wilson. I, I you know, By the way, that's a. I love going early receiver. That is crazy depth at wide receiver. I understand. Right, the but why would here. you want Chase and Higgins on the same team? Like, unless you, you have know, Burrow to go with, it and you're just going like in an overall contest. I think I'm, maybe you right. do if, that. If, but. You're, if you're playing like you know, if you're like in the FFPC, you know, or or the NFC, uh, you know, overall championships, then sure, having that stack is fine. But like in a regular, you know, season long league, I just I I don't I don't want to stack that. I mean, I would. I would trade Higgins for AJ Dillon, but I, I don't know if I would trade Amon Ross St. Brown for him. I'd agree with that, by the way. Um, the sun just came shining the in. Sun came, the sun came shining in because the Rotobuzz gal said, It's smoothie time. Oh, way to go, Rotobuzz gal. I like right? that. Right? Yeah, with the branding glass and everything there. Useful. I like it. 
I like it there. Oh. While you enjoy your smoothie, let's share a quick note from our friends from Vivid Seats. Hey, football fans, get your jerseys on and your tailgate snacks ready. That's right. NFL season is back, and so is your chance to score tickets with Vivid Seats. Download the Vivid Seats app or visit, visit vividseats.com to see your team's schedule, compare tickets, and secure your spot in the stands. As the only ticketing company with a reward program, Vivid Seats is the winning app for NFL fans like you. Earn credit when you buy 10 tickets, then cash it in to catch more games all season long. With tickets from Vivid Seats, you'll go from watching the game to being a part of it. Go to vividseats.com and find us in the App Store to browse unbeatable seats. We'll see you in the stadium. I've used them a couple times this year to get uh, baseball tickets. Once for the Dodgers, once for the Padres. really works out pretty well. So I uh, did my college tour with my daughter, and uh, we did, went down to San Diego and uh, snuck in a Padres game there. So something for Dad, too. There, That was nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, so anyways, um, and Lex says, by the way, Higgins fell to the fifth round of 12 man league. Yeah, I see it. See, it's the value. I get it. Uh, but that's who I'd look to trade now and try to trade, trade in on some of that value. Um, but you know, lots of other interesting guys uh, to talk about this week. You know, Darnell Mooney is a guy that some people are talking about even dropping right now. Um, two bad weeks in a row for the bears. Now first was in a monsoon. The second was where. Justin Fields had 11 throws. He had 17 dropbacks all game. They ran like 41 plays. It was a really embarrassing offensive game. It's not always going to be that way. They played the Texans this week. Uh, what's your thought on, on Darnell Mooney? Are you benching him if you have him? Are you holding him? What are you doing? Are you are you, are you even playing him? I'm holding him. I mean, I don't I don't have a lot of Darnell Mooney because I'm just I wasn't bullish on the Bears coming into the season anyway. Sure. And I know he's the number one. Mm-hmm. but yeah, I just, I, I, I have, uh, I, you know, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know what Luke gets. doing over there right now. I don't know what Eber, yeah. you know, Eberflus is letting him do whatever because Eberflus is a defensive guy. So right. you know, it comes down to, to what, what gets wants in the, uh, in the offensive scheme. And I just, I don't, I don't love it, but I mean, listen, Darnell Mooney as the number one, as any number one in any offense, right. You have to give him the benefit of the doubt. It's a long season. I will put him on the bench. Uh, and I will I will play somebody else. But like when you're looking at your waiver wire, you have to for the time being right now, because it's early. Like if you're sitting there and you're like, oh, Garrett Wilson just had a big two touchdown game. Darnell Mooney hasn't done anything. Well, I'm going to drop Darnell Mooney for Garrett Wilson. And that's just to me, that's spinning your wheels because, you know, yeah. it's, it's it's a relative unknown for a guy who was doing well at one point, but now kind of stinks. So, you know, is, right. you know, is water going to find its own level and are these two going to start to, Oh yeah. Well, they're kind of the same now in, in, in certain aspects. So I hold Mooney. I mean, there are some cases where like, you know, if you're playing in a 10 team league and there are legitimate wide receivers available to you, then I would probably drop Mooney, but a 12 teamer, I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, that's where I'm handling that too. And you're talking about two teams with, you know, projected to be bad scripts all year. Uh, you know, bad, bad offenses, bad teams. I mean, the one thing is they should be playing from behind. But the problem is, if you're not, if the reason they're playing from behind is because their offense can't get, get off the ground, it doesn't help you. Uh, you know, you can you're going to get lots of bad attempts. Uh, so that that that's that's a tough spot to be in there. Uh, Similarly, we had we had a uh, another Bears related question, so we'll throw that out there from uh, Rick. He says, "Should I trade Allen Robinson for David Montgomery?" <laughs> uh, this is one of those 
the, the, the fallback context questions, right? I mean, it's like, what do you need? I mean, do you need the running back more? Do you need the receiver more? Because I think they're roughly in the same universe in terms of value. Yeah. And I agree with that. I would probably, if, uh, if, if I'm struggling at running back, if I tried investing in the Miami backfield and I don't know between Edmonds and Mostert, um, then yeah, I, I would probably look to, uh, to add David Montgomery. Uh, he's not going to rush for 155 yards every single week, but you know, I, I do like the fact that he is seeing carries. I hate the fact that he's playing special teams still, but I do like the fact that he's, uh, still seeing some decent carries. So, right. you know, if you need the running back depth or, you know, even if you need the start at running back, then, you know, I mean, think about it. If you, if you had to play David Montgomery or who you have there at running back right now, is that better or worse than, you know, making the move for whatever your bench wide receiver is, who's going to replace Allen Robinson. So yeah. I think that's kind of where you're at with your team. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, looking at this week's uh, lineups uh, or matchups here, uh, you know, a lot of this is always contextual. Like, okay, who who's something like what's an identify a matchup that we like, a, a defender that we want to target, an offensive lineman that's failing everybody there. Uh, let, let's start diving into matchups a little bit here, and we'll start at quarterback. Is there a, like you know a non-obvious quarterback that you want to start this week or stream maybe or use in DFS? Is there is there a quarterback that you're identifying there that maybe let's, let's say outside the usual top ten uh, that you think is a really good play this week? Well, funny, we actually kind of, uh, we, we spoke on that a little bit already when it came to um, Marcus Mariota. Yeah. I actually okay. put out, you know, I, I put out the, the DFS watch list over at, at fantasyalarm.com. Uh, you know, every Tuesday it comes out. And basically what I'm doing is, is I'm looking at, you know, all of these players, some, some are, are locks and no brainers and saying, okay, just don't forget that, you know, this is, you, you want to, you're going to be building your lineup around Cooper cup. So you're going to have to look for value elsewhere, kind of a situation. But, you know, I looked at, at Marcus Mariota going up against Seattle and, you know, we talked about the fact that, you know, he wasn't really throwing all that much again against Seattle. I think you've got that capability, right? I mean, there's mm-hmm. no Bobby Wagner at the middle linebacker spot. Jamal Adams is lost for the season. Yeah, there's, that's a big one. There's a definite vulnerability in the middle of the field for Seattle. And we saw San Francisco try to, you know, kind of exploit that a little bit when Jimmy G took over in the uh, in, in the last game. So I kind of feel like, you know, yeah, Arthur Smith loves to run the ball and he'll and he'll do that. But I think that this is kind of a this is a great situation. This this has all the earmarks of that Kyle Pitts breakout, right? No Jamal Adams coming in to, you know, help handle the tight end. I think the middle of the field's vulnerable. I think Marcus Mariota is a guy who's gonna be able to take advantage of it. And you know what? Maybe pick up some rushing yards at the same time. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, the Rams seem like they schemed better to prevent the running from Mariota. The same, you know, Mariota ran so well against the Saints in Week One, and it's right off the the bet, very first snap. It was a design run for Mariota, and went for over ten yards. I mean, they had had that going on. They did not have that going against the Rams. Uh, that was tougher. Uh, and I, I do think they need to find a second target too. I think they need to get Pitts involved. I think he knows that too. I just mm-hmm. don't think he wanted to reveal that. I think he didn't like being questioned immediately in the heat after a game either. So. I think that was partially uh, one of the reasons for his reactions. Uh, so besides Brady, besides Burrow, is there any other like name quarterback that you're fading this week that you don't want to use in DFS or you, you think about um, might, maybe not even starting? Maybe not even starting. In a one quarterback mm. league, obviously. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this one here. I don't really, 
Well, I need to know what's going on with Justin Herbert. I really yeah, of need, I need to see yeah. I need to see film of him at practice. I need to see what he looks like throwing the ball and running around because you know, Jacksonville's a very opportunistic team and they're going to be hungry coming they off rush the of, passer. You know, what's that? They rushed the passer really yeah. well actually. Yeah, Josh yeah, yeah. Allen last year against jo- Josh Allen versus Josh Allen. The Jacksonville version won that matchup there. Remember, it was that 9-6 game last year. Ugly, ugly game, but uh, a lot of yellow flags in that one. But the pass rush was a big deal on that. So I'm with you on that one there. I would also say, Russ, uh, I'm worried about Russell Wilson. I'm worried about the Broncos, especially if Judy doesn't play. Uh, yeah. No Tim Patrick. I think that that injury is showing to be a lot more significant than, than we realized. Um, and they didn't have even have K.J. Hamler last week. So kind of lacking targets right now. Dude, Nathaniel Hackett is a terrible coach. Yes, he is. When when the entire stadium starts counting down the oh, play clock, so like, bad. How embarrassing is a coach? Because so you bad. can hear the sarcasm in the voices of fifty thousand fans as they're doing it. Like that, just to me. So yeah, I would I would be a little nervous about Russ. I mean, obviously. San Francisco, they've got a great pass rush going on over there as well. And, you know, I, I think it's uh, it's tough. You know, I mean, it's tough for me to sit Russell Wilson, though, because at some point I feel like he just turns around and gives, you know, Hackett the finger and says, I'm going to yeah. just do me here uh, because you stink. But Russ doesn't run anymore. I think that's the other problem. Uh, that I'm a little bit concerned with there. Oh, and that designed the- some rollouts for him, right? Yeah, I, mean, I agree. I agree, but you know you're not getting the bonus yards though. Is is kind of the no, other thing. You're just no, not you're getting not. that at all. I've got him below Goff this week. I've got him below Wentz, and I I don't like Wentz's matchup against Philly. Philly's nasty, but I mean the, the Lions still piled on the yards against Philly, so there is that. Um, I could I think you could make a case Lawrence or or Mariota versus over Wilson would be I think a debate also. I don't I I'm not man enough to do that yet, but thinking about it. <laughs> I got the stones to do. I got the stones to do it with Lawrence. I don't know if I got the stones to do it against uh, right. Um, Russ, you know, of, uh, of Russ Wilson sitting again, you know, in favor against Mariota. Yeah, I can Mar- see with Mariota. Yeah, I'm just saying yeah. it's a th- it's a consideration, and that certainly wasn't something at the beginning of the year. Uh, we'll we'll hit a couple more questions, a couple more uh, topics, but first, one more uh, note from our sponsors, Monkey Knife Fight. Football is officially back on Monkey Knife Fight with all the NFL action you're looking for. And if college football is more your speed, they've got plenty of that, too. On Monkey Knife Fight, there's no sharks, no salary caps, and no math. I was told there'd be no math on this. That's nice. It's just easy to play, easy to win, daily fantasy player props. Just join now at monkeyknifefight.com, and you'll get your first game free. Then use promo code RWNFL to get your first deposit matched instantly up to $100. So, what are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. I'm here with Howard Bender from Fantasy Alarm. Rotowire alum, now a mainstay on, on Sirius X and Fantasy Sports Radio. And you and Jim Bowden have just a fun dynamic going on there. You guys have been together. How long now have you been paired up with Jim? It's been four or five years, right? I feel like it's been, yeah, it's definitely been four or five years. I don't know. You know, some, some dude named Bobby COVID came in and stole two years out of my life. So, I don't even know. Yeah, how long things been going on right now? Yeah, so, know. yeah, I would say that that Jim and I has probably been about five, maybe almost even six years. 
Yeah, Jim's a busy, busy man. How do you like work on like scheduling shows with him, like planning things out? Um, I know he's he's got you know he's he's in a lot of different kitchens there as a cook. Uh, so uh, how, how's that? How's your creative process work? Uh, it's the the beauty of the uh, of the Google Doc, the shared Google Doc. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll I'll put down some ideas for the show. I mean, you know, we we've had conversations. You know, we'll talk in the morning and we'll text each other on a regular basis. Um, we'll text more, you know, with each other kind of talking show stuff on like a Sunday while the games are going on and, you know, oh, we should talk about this. Oh, we should bring that and, you know, kind of, you know, brainstorm some segment ideas. Then once the week starts up, you know, we've kind of got like our, our basic framework for our plans. And then we just kind of go back and forth on the, on the, uh, the shared Google doc so that, you know, I throw out a couple of ideas. He fills in the blanks and some things and, uh. And we go from there. Unfortunately, there's a lot of Cowboys talk still. And that's, uh, yeah. well, you know, I'm still, I'm still working on that with him. Yep. Yeah. And you can't counterbalance that with a lot of Jets talk, unfortunately. No, you uh, really can't. Yeah. Well, hey, I, I, welcome to my world as a Bengals fan, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and you guys already have some, you know, a lot of segments that you do on a regular basis, like the jukebox and all that. Mm-hmm. And so it's nice that, you know, that you have that, you know, you start developing those sort of things and pe- your, your audience knows those things still doing a lot of pie bets i saw that the other day with shannon who now produces for our show that she lost the pie bet this summer so uh i love that seeing that you're still doing that doing some good for charity at the same time we splash that in we um you know uh we're we're we're, we're gonna include the pie bets on kind of a, a rare we're finding other creative ways to bet and you know had this you know had we, you and i've been recording at nighttime um this hair here would have been green uh, because I already, yeah, I lost on my, uh, my Alan Lazard double digit targets bet, mm. um, which wasn't even a bet. It was just more of a declaration that Alan Lazard is, you know, Aaron Rodgers number one. And, you know, when the guy comes back, he's going to be seeing double digit targets consistently. And, you know, we got some pushback from Jim on that one. So, you know, obviously knowing that Alan Lazard is dealing, was dealing with an ankle injury and all that other stuff that comes with it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be brazen here. And I'm going to say that Alan Lazard's going to get double digit targets. And if he doesn't, well, then I'll dye my hair green. Yeah. You, know, you should have given yourself a weak buffer because it's going to happen. You're going to be right on this eventually. You're just wrong this last week. I'll take, uh, well, I've got a pie bet with Jim on Alan Lazard. I say 1,100 yards, eight touchdowns. Um, yeah. So we we got a pie bet on that one. So I'll I'll give them the uh, I'll give them the green hairs head start here for now. The eight touchdown is is, is a nice one there too. Um, I th- you know already got, got one in the books already for that. So you got that going for you, which is nice. Which is right. nice. All right, rapid fire user questions. Ready? Done. James Cook or Tyler Algier or Devin Du? You know who would you drop uh, for? Uh, who would you drop among these three? Cook, Algier, or Duvernay? Duvernay needs one. Need to drop one. Um, I'd probably drop Algier still right now. It's close between him and Cook, but I'll say Algier. Yeah, I agree with that. Duvernay's got a concussion. Watch out for that one just a little bit there. Uh, let's see. Brad says, Wentz or Ryan or Trevor Lawrence this week? Get name one. I, I think I think it's a close call between Wentz and Lawrence, but I'll, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'm actually going to say, give me Trevor Lawrence this week. All right. Uh, Brunch says, what are your thoughts on Noah Brown once Dak and Gallup return? Do you want to have him over DJ Chark or Julio level receivers? 
Uh, no, I don't. I don't think, don't you know, once, once, once Dak's back up there, it's, it's all about Gallup. It's all about Lamb and it's nothing about Noah Brown. All right. Trade question. Mark says, uh, who wins this trade? Diggs and Renfro for McLaurin, Najee Harris and Higgins. Uh, the person who gets helped the most out of acquiring those players, that's who wins that trade. But uh, <laughs> McLaurin, Najee and Higgins right there. I mean, come on. That's, that's a no brainer. Uh, yeah. beaten out. I mean, I love Diggs. I like Renfro, but I mean, come on, McLaurin, Najee, and Higgins? That's a little over the top. You know, I'll say this about one thing about uh, that, that trade is I'm worried about Najee. I'm worried about that Pittsburgh offensive line. I'm worried about Najee's foot. I think both are going to be an issue all season long. Could be. Definitely we'll could be. Uh, Wentz or Tua this week? Um... You know, believe it or not, I'm probably going to say Wentz this week. I love Tua. I like what's going on there with McDaniel's offense. This Bills defense is rough, nasty. right? Nasty, nasty, nasty. So good. Uh, yeah, that front four is just so good. And they have a lot of secondary injuries right now. I want to see what happens with that. I mean, they lost, uh, They, you know, obviously they're down uh, top corner cover to start the season, and they lost two guys uh, on the Monday night game. So I'm going to watch the injury reports carefully on that one. That, that'd be the only caveat I'd say to that situation there. Yeah, I could agree with that. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who didn't get your questions answered, sorry, we just had great volume. I appreciate everybody answering, uh, asking these questions in the forum, but Howard's got a, a show to go do. I've got a meeting to go to. Uh, we've got stuff to do, unfortunately, so we're going to have to cut it short. Uh, but hit us up on Twitter, you know, at RotoBuzzGuy. Howard answers every single question. He came back from like a long vacation and was like answering questions all throughout the night. It was crazy. Um, you can hit me up at Jeff underscore Erickson. Uh, happy to answer your questions. And uh, Howard, always a joy talking with you. Thank you for uh, dedicating an hour of your day to me. Uh, we don't spend enough time together, Jeff. I'm going to say that right off the bat. Don't. I, I definitely, uh, you know, you're one of my absolute favorites uh, in this industry and you always will be. Oh, so, thank you. I'm here anytime that you want me. Yeah. And you know, even though you're with Fancy Alarm now, every year we do Vegas, you're still welcome. It's a standing invitation. We do our Vegas trip every year during the All-Star break. Join us sometime. Do the gelato wheel for old time's sake. I'll do that. You know what? I, I will do the gelato wheel for old time's sake. You know what? All right. Maybe I'll pencil that in for July next year. All right. There we go. There we go. And at the very least, we'll be talking otherwise, too. So, Howard, great stuff as always. Go catch Howard on SiriusXM Fantasy 5 to 7 Eastern Time. Catch us at 8 to 10 Eastern Time. And we'll uh, just make it a big block party there. Um, so thanks for listening, everybody. Go get go win your leagues this week. Take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.